fighting, hatred, fear. Had enough of the noise? Energetic Health Radio, and thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Dr. H. Dr. Henry Elia. It's always great to be here, and Happy New Year, okay? 2022, thank you. Bye-bye. 2023, thank you. Hello. Aloha. Let's get this on, right? Folks, what a journey 2022 was. A journey. You know, we start every show with gratitude, but I'm going to tell you, this show is going to be all about gratitude. And I have a story to tell you that I I hope you'll listen to. It's my story. Um, And I hope it offers some reassurances. I hope it offers hope. I hope it touches you in a way that makes you feel like everything is going to be all right. Because everything is going to be all right. It already is. You know, 2022 for me, y'all, I'm going to tell you straight up, it sucked. (laughs) It absolutely sucked. (laughs) But God is good. And it didn't suck as bad as it could have. In fact, by the end of it, there was salvation. And by the end of it, enlightenment. And this is what I want to share with you in today's show. Now, I just finished doing a a three-day fast. And you you know me, my thing is... God lives in every cell of our body. We are designed to heal by our creator and that this great evil that has been thrust upon us by the Fourth Reich, this new Nazism that's out there, this Nazism that's showing up in the pharmaceutical industry and showing up in public health and has such a great involvement with snakes in symbology. I'm going to tell you, I um, had an incredible week this week. While fasting uh, and measuring ketone bodies and equating that to autophagocytosis and ultimately DNA repair, and if you want to read more on that, um, I documented it on my Telegram channel, my personal Telegram channel. Um, so it's uh, at Dr. Henry Ely. So you can check that out, uh, folks. Um, and maybe I'll turn them over to Malcolm and, and see if he wants to publish them as well. Uh, but what, that's not the point. You can go and look that stuff up. During it, um, I got a call on the first night that my, um, my cousin, a uh, 53-year-old, just beautiful woman, uh, great heart, 
you know, she adopted her daughter. I mean, she's just just a great, kind-hearted person. Unfortunately, she fell for the lies and she got four shots. She got shot by Pfizer four times. And ultimately, she succumbed. I got the call um, as she lost consciousness and was being transported to the ER. And I spent the whole night interfacing with her daughter and, uh, and the emergency room team who actually did a, a good job. This was my first positive experience um, in being on one of these calls last year. Um, but she was already too far gone. There was already acute renal failure from blood clots and acute liver failure. And she had a heart attack, uh, you know, and the labs confirmed all of this. Um, so sad situation, obviously. Right. Uh, but I did get them to do a D-dimer level and the D-dimer level was off the charts. So she was experiencing the micro clotting and, um, what it got me to do was after she passed and, you know, I'm reviewing, you know, did I, did I miss something? Was there something that I could have done better? Uh, you know, it's just, it's the macabre thing that I think we all do when we really care, you know, and I'm just searching, did I miss something? I went, did a deep dive uh, in, in research on, the spike glycoprotein, which you all know I've been talking a lot about and how it leads to sticky blood and hemagglutination and how, um, you know, these blood clots are forming that Dr. Ryan Cole is finding, which are, you know, he's, his work is phenomenal as well. What it took me down a path was that D-dimer is also used to assess the state of the blood after snake bites. And so I went and started looking up some of the glycoproteins that are in snake venom and, and, and what they do. And they have a very similar mechanism of action. They lead to blood clotting and they actually deactivate a very important um, a proteolytic enzyme called plasmin, which helps break down blood clotting. So snake venom, not all snakes, but snake venom has, does two things that are very destructive to our blood when bitten. Um, it causes sticky blood hemagglutination, and it also prevents this separation of blood clots that form. So it's a, it does a double whammy, and that's why it can be so lethal and so immediately fatal to people. And so I'm going down this path, and I'm researching stuff, and then I start you know, researching you know, the symbology and the, the uh, cult of Asepolis, I, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but uh, this supposed Greek god who is a great healer and was doing such a great job of healing as the mythology goes that um, that Hades wasn't getting stocked with enough bodies for the underworld or the Greek version of hell. So Hades talks to Zeus and complains and Zeus kills Asepolis and then this cult forms and the cult of Asepolis is the first known group of snake handlers, at least in, in the Greek culture. And so they believe you get bit by enough snakes, you will become immortal. That's what they're searching for, immortality, right? Well, it's not a coincidence that on the World Health Organization um, site that they cite this as the rationale for why they have a snake in their symbology and why the American Medical Association has a snake in their symbology and why you see it in all of the stinking, you know, and I mean this, all of the stinking supposed health 
symbols, you know, the logos, you see a snake, a snake, a snake, a snake, a snake, right? It's like, how is a snake a sign of health? You know what I'm saying? Well, what they are alluding to isn't biblical. What they're alluding to is the cult, the cult of Asepolis. And I, I may not be pronouncing that right. I, I don't know the, that name, but it doesn't change the point. When you look at the spike glycoprotein, it, in my professional opinion today, independently researching it, is based upon snake venom. It has the exact same mechanisms of action in terms of what it does to red blood cells and preventing um, proteolytic enzymes from breaking down blood clots. And it's exactly what we see going on in sudden death syndromes. So what I'm here to tell you is that Dr. Brian Artis, in my professional opinion, my independent opinion, was right. And I think we all need to be paying a little bit more attention to what he's saying. And that's chilling. But only if you don't have faith. Only if you don't have faith in God. Only if you fear death. See, this is the big push right now. There are people who fear death because the unknown and then there are people with faith that know that when they close their eyes for the final time, that they will be before their creator. And that really all this is, in my opinion, life, what I'm talking about here, our existence, is going through the challenges of life so that we can strengthen our faith, our faith that we will see our creator again, that we will be with him, him, of course, being God. I'm going to share a story with you after the break that happened to me last night, and it's going to connect a lot of dots this year. And what I want to do, you know, with that is not at all brag or say, hey, look what happened to me. That's not what any of this is about. It's about showing what's possible. And that's what I've been doing in my in learning how to do, being educated by the people who've been injured by the shots and figuring out what we have to do stage by stage to help them recover and reestablish their connection to God that exists within them. The body is the vehicle for that connection, but it has to be cleaned. It has to be healed. And fortunately, when you put it in the right environment, it can heal itself. So you know me, the whole thing is about getting people to a place where they can fast. And fasting can engage autophagocytosis at the cell level. And during autophagocytosis, DNA repair can occur. Getting this, what is, in my opinion, based upon snake venom, the spike protein, the mRNA sequence, out of the human genome. So that the human genome, the people who have methylation issues and who have been genetically modified, 
no longer produce a glycoprotein, in this case, the spike glycoprotein, that by all appearances functions exactly like snake venom. And appears to be based upon it. Now, I know that sounds crazy. Believe me, I do. But here's the deal. I am tasked with speaking truth. It is my duty. It is the covenant I have with my creator and I will not waver, I will not go astray from that promise to God. What you believe is up to you. That's fine. I'm not here to change your mind, I'm only here to share what I found. So, when we come back from the break, and I do hope you hang on, we're not going to talk about snake venom. We're not going to talk about spike glycoprotein. We're going to talk about this journey of faith that I've been on that you can go on as well. And that can connect a lot of dots, bring in some missing pieces that can help you find this deeper connection that definitely exists and is waiting for you to find it. <laughs> and that's my hope of what 2023 is. That it will be a year of healing for us all. It'll be a year of us solving this problem of the genetic modifications, helping heal the hurt, ensuring that justice is served, and that we as a people decide never again. <laughs> because that's possible too. All right, folks, um, no advertisements today. You know that I'm the founder of the Energetic Health Institute. That's good enough. If you want to learn how to really do this stuff, find me. I will teach you everything I know. Everything that I know. We'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. 
With Genesis, you're ready for anything. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. All right. Welcome back, everyone. What a week. What a week. My, I'm still spinning. I'm still processing it. But um, I'm going to share with you something out of my personal journal that I, I wrote during prayer and, and meditation this morning. Um, I think it's appropriate. At least I hope it is. I had an experience last night that I can only describe as being enlightened of feeling what the Ayurvedics call samadhi, of finally being unburdened in my heart, of everything in my life making sense really for the first time, of knowing with absolute clarity the Tao, otherwise known as the way, of complete connection and true reverence for our creator. I had an experience that brought me to my knees in gratitude and complete awe. An experience that I've read about, heard others speak of as possible. An experience my words will reveal as possible, even though they cannot convey the visceral sensation I wish all listening could experience right now because it's as magnificent as it is precious and reassuring so i share this testimony with you today for years i felt unworthy the years when i learned arrogance is not the way you know after we get out of those years of teenage and I'm so great and can live forever. I've never really ever been accepted. I've always been this kind of oddball. You know, my father is black. My mother is white. I'm not really accepted by white folks. I'm not really accepted by black folks, but definitely a lot more accepted by black folks than I have been by white folks. And then I've had this crazy experience over the last three years of being far more accepted by white folks than black folks. It's weird to say the least, but I've longed for it, you know, to feel like, yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm okay. I'm worthy. I haven't had a hard life, but I felt that my life is so hard, harder than it should be. Like I'm, I'm making it more difficult than it needs to be. Why am I loved by so many 
but also despised by so many too, because I am, and I can feel it. I know what that feels like, unfortunately. So what I would do is I would study my friends who are always very, very likable, <laughs> wondering what it was about them that made them so. I would actually go and do internet searches, and, <laughs> and I've done this many times. You know, what, what are the qualities of the likable person that they're always curious, they're asking questions, that they sit and they listen, that they let people talk and they don't interrupt you know, and they, you know, but there's something deeper about them. There's a purity that's deeper that I was trying to learn. So in vain attempts, I, I would mimic them, you know, and, and, but I would always fail because it just wasn't pure. Now, I want to be clear with you. I know that I'm a good man and I know I'm a devoted friend of God. And I am very proud to be one of God's many healers. And I also know that I have many flaws. There's always been good in me. My grandmother saw it. My mother saw it. My woman sees it. God bless her. She's put up with me for so long. So long. You know, I'm a fast learner, folks, in some things. And then... Some things I am not, um, and but she's been there and stood by me this whole way. I love her so much. You see, I frustrate all of them, you know, uh, because external of this, you know, purity that is really good within me has been this surrounding layer of ego and selfishness and anger and wrath. And I've been stripping it away for years. I've been purging these spiritual impurities um, through suffering and pain. Like most of us do through mistakes and isolation periods and meditation and prayer and accountability and then learning to grow. Right. I want to be better than who I was yesterday. I want to be closer to God. I want to be closer to the vision and the version of me that God intended. I want to be better. I want to be the best me that I can be. Well, this year it all came to a head and I lost almost everything. And I mean that. You all didn't know it while I was doing the radio shows and, you know, and that's by design, you know, it's not about me. I don't, you know, there's a lot that we all go through, right? That, that is underlying, you know, who we are and how we present ourselves. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. But God is good. And nothing with love is ever lost. And I thank God for that. By November of this year, I was on the verge of uh, losing my woman my entire team at this school, the Energetic Health Institute, uh, and, and they are the very heartbeat of our school. And I love them so much. They're good people, each and every one of them. I was on the verge of losing my father and 
even something more essential. And when I say losing, I'm talking about the relationships being forever changed and irreparable, which is loss. The thing that I was on the verge of losing as well that is so essential is my purpose. Why I'm here. I was struggling, folks, you know, I, I've done so much for so long, you know, uh, doing all I can to be a, an example of selflessness, an example of speaking truth, um, an example of, of remaining humble. See, it's always that fourth one, that taking offense that I keep failing on. But the three others I was doing, I felt a good job. And upon reflection, I still felt I've been doing a good job as a friend of God. The problem was with everything that I've done and all the work that's been put in, everything was just fleeting and the results minimal. You know, at least that's how I interpret it. I know that's not the reality, but I'm very hard on myself. I'm very hard on myself because I want to be the best me I can be. You know, at point this year, I had to relocate and leave my home and leave my, my precious little babies behind. Oh, I miss them so much every day. Every conversation was becoming a fight. And not because I was yelling or not because I was doing it. It's just, there was always just animosity and acrimony. And it, it was just like, are you kidding me? Every conversation... I had weeks, you know, um, going through my, my brother's estate. He passed away in 2019. We're still trying to solve that problem in my family. And just acrimony, acrimony, and, and to the point where, you know, you, you dread a meeting that's coming up. You dread a phone number showing up on your phone. You just dread the conversation that's to come in because there's no... The, the sight of love has been lost. Love hasn't been lost, but the sight of love has been lost. So I began doing what I normally do and getting frustrated, angry, and filled with wrath. When I experience pain, someone inflicts pain on me. I'm a warrior by nature, or at least I had been until last night. I'm a warrior, or was a warrior by nature. So when someone visits pain upon me, my instincts have been to revisit pain upon them, wrath. I believe in love. I practice kindness. This is what I thought to myself. Why, Father, is it not working? I believe the greatest energy always prevails, Father, I am doing everything I can do to be an example of the greatest energy of your love. Why is this not working? <clears throat> this is what my soul is screaming. Why, Father, why is this not working? I can tell you folks, uh, my goodness, September, October, November, whee, dark nights.
many very dark nights. And that's why the relationships were struggling. My, especially my team at the school, they knew something was very wrong. They knew we were getting work done and we weren't so far off track, but they know me. They knew we were bonded forever. They knew something was very wrong. And I wasn't sharing it because it was dark and it was ugly and I didn't want to transfer it on anyone, but I was transferring it just by being around them. It's the way of things. So what I'm going to ask you right now is, can you imagine what it feels like to be on a mission from God? To say to God, I am giving all that I can. <clears throat> and to still feel as though you are failing God. Because that's how I felt. All the good stuff that I'm doing, I know I'm helping people. I know because I get so much incredibly positive love in emails and texts and messages and so much appreciation and gratitude. And I am grateful for all of it. It really sustained me through this dark time. I'm so thankful for everyone who did it. But even with all of that, I was still in my heart feeling that I was failing God, that I was failing on this promise that, you know, this is the torment I've have and I've lived under throughout 2022. I told you 2022 for me, in my heart, it sucked. <laughs> you know, it sucked. That's just being real. It's as if I'm failing God every time I watch his children perish. It's, it's tearing me apart. It's eating me alive. I am here to help stop that. I can see the convergence of my life in the nights when everybody else was out partying. I'm reading physiology and biochemistry and anatomy. I'm learning more about herbs and nutrition and going, why isn't this the foundation of our medical system? Why won't they even talk about it? Why are they vilifying people like me as witch doctors while they're potentially studying snakes to know what they can use in terms of venom and call it a cure, call it medicine. The nonsense of that snake venom is not medicinal, period. End of story. I know that I am to be one of God's many who thwart this evil upon us. I know it in my bones, in the deepest rest recesses of my heart, where my soul lives eternal. I know that's why I'm here. I look at my entire life and I understand my role is in this epic fight for love. I asked to be here. I'm giving everything that I am and I'm failing because there is something God has been trying to show me and I'm missing the lesson. I know it in my, I can feel it. I know this in my heart. Can you imagine what this feels like? 
Yes, it's self-inflicted pain, pain that I was transforming into hurt. Hear that again, very important. Pain that I was choosing to transform into hurt rather than strength. Pain that I was transforming into hurt rather than strength. Why? Because I was making the choice to do so, moving between poor me, poor Dr. H, and my alter ego, wrath. What a struggle. And then keep it all together so that no one ever sees it. Yeah, good luck with that. Now, let's be clear. I do have pity parties from time to time. We all do. But that's when I'm choosing to turn the pain into hurt. There's a difference between pain and hurt. Pain is inevitable. Hurt is a choice. And when I'm hurt, what do I do? Wrath. Because before last night, I was a warrior. You see, many times, many times have I fought on battlefields. I actually enjoy fighting. I enjoy it. I'm one of those crazy nut jobs that enjoys it. I enjoy it because it's one of two sacred times when you can know who someone really is. It's a moment of truth, and I love that moment of truth because it's real and it takes courage to be in it. That's all you find in people in those moments, courage. That's why real combatants respect their enemies. Have reverence for them after they've defeated them because they were worthy adversaries. And that's how I feel about these Luciferians running amok right now. They are worthy adversaries and we better start respecting them. These Luciferian eugenicist Nazis running around the world, that's what they are. And I respect them. I don't admire them but I respect them. See, the problem though, is when you get into the traditional warrior mentality is that it takes wrath to emerge victorious. God is good. Because God last night showed me a new way. His way. What's called the straight way. Folks, we're going to take a pause right here, come back with more energetic health radio and the finale of this conversation to start this new year right after these messages. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. We are America Out Loud Talk Radio. 
liberty and justice for all. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Just going to go ahead and continue if it's all right with you. I hope you're hanging in there and you're listening to this. Earlier this year, I was uh, renamed. And I think some of you have heard this story if you've been following me. Uh, it was actually on January 5th of, of 2022. Uh, uh, I was renamed Wallis, uh in a, in a vision that was as real as anything that the senses can perceive, I assure you. It happened. I know it happened. What was so incredible about this experience was that I had never heard the word Wallis before. So I went and looked it up in the morning. And when I looked it up, it had several translations. It's an Islamic word. Um, and it, means, uh, it can mean the anointed. It can mean saint, you know, things like that. But the translation that I gravitated to the most of it was friend of God. That's why I refer to myself as a friend of God. It's an anointment. And it's one that I'm very honored and humbled. I'm very humbled to have bestowed on me. As I mentioned earlier, I was told to teach the four ways of being uh, by the people who were guiding me in the building I was in, in this um, vision, which was called the eternity of God. Those four, those four principles, those four ways are to take no offense, to speak truth, to be selfless, and to remain humble. Well, in this vision, a, a black man, um, very dark complected, uh, with a thin beard and um, a very direct tone that, that really resonates with me, told me where I was doing well and where I needed to improve. He had a very distinctive face. And, you know, um, I'm so glad that that happened in that vision because not by coincidence, but by God's design or that which we call coincidence, right? On December 17th, I was invited to speak um, to a group of um, uh, Muslim mothers who were questioning whether or not to give the shots to their children. And so myself, Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, Dr. Christina Parks, Dr. Judy Mikovits uh, uh, were brought together by um, Kevin Jenkins, and uh, there were a few other doctors there. And one of the doctors that was there on this Zoom call, and it was a magical moment, I can assure you, it was, fan it was, it was wonderful seeing what everybody was, was talking about and how it just seamlessly came together. It seemed like we, were, we had actually practiced it. It was just so clean. Um, but there was somebody on the call, um, and his name is Dr. Hakim. Beautiful man. Um, and I recognized him instantly. He looked exactly like the black man in my vision. And when I say exactly, I mean exactly. 
He didn't sound like him, but he looked just like him. Now, Dr. Hakim is a devout friend of God and a good man. Been using natural medicines all around the world to help people all around the world heal from the SARS-CoV-2 spike glycoprotein issues. And it's just phenomenal what he's been doing. Now, we ended up speaking days later, uh, talking for more than an hour, and I told him of the vision that I had uh, on January 5th, uh, where I was renamed Walis and given these four ways to teach. And he's such a good dude. He, he said with a smile, you know, and it, it definitely had a reverence for, you know, this, this of God's grand design, you know, he said, oh, interesting, you know, like just fascinated, but not surprised, you know, fascinated, but not surprised. Like, of course, this is what would happen. Now, I'm going to tell you folks, I've studied the Holy Bible for much of my life, and I love it more than words can describe. Uh, I've always, though, wanted to study the Holy Quran. And this is something that began when I was at UCLA as an as undergraduate studying engineering. Um, I've wanted to study the Holy Quran more than 20 years, for more than 20 years, but I've, I've never opened it. Um, I've always felt unworthy, and I mean that. You know, maybe it was also laziness, I'm sure it was, and, and definitely repulsion of religion, not God, but religion. Um, you know, I, I came up studying the role that the Catholic Church played in slavery, and it was just repugnant to me to be quite transparent. Um, it also probably had something to do with being taught that, you know, Muslims are, are fanatical terrorists. And I'm sure that, you know, those, that programming played a role. But at the same time, you know, Malcolm X is one of my favorite people in history because, you know, he was always growing and he was always humble. When you really read his words and you read his speeches, always humble towards God, always spoke truth boldly, even if people didn't like what he was saying or how he was saying it. And he was always vo- devoted to Allah. And one of my favorite lines from the autobiography of Malcolm X is, all praise due to Allah. All praise, excuse me. All praise be to Allah. Only the mistakes have been mine. It's a beautiful statement of integrity and love and humility, in my opinion, and it always resonated with me. So I asked Dr. Hakim, you know, which translation of the Holy Quran is is best to begin. And like I said, God is good and has a plan for us all. He said, the translation by Abdullah Yusuf Ali, because it's a side-by-side translation of the um, calligraphy of uh, of text along with the translation in, into English. Uh, so I purchased uh, one and have been reading it uh, and studying, you know, this inspired translation really every day since it arrived last week. 
you know, and I got to tell you, I was very excited to get it. I've, I've never felt like that about any book that I've ordered. I mean, I've always, you know, you look forward to getting it, but there was an excitement of getting it. I'm like, oh my God, goodness, you know, like, I like this knowing that there's something in there for me and I don't know what it is yet, but I know it's major, you know? Um, and now it, it said that the first surah, and I may not be pronouncing these right, I'm a novice and, and humble, and, and I mean no disrespect, obviously, at all. Um, but it said that the first surah is the essence of the Holy Quran. Um, and here's what's beautiful about it. It's, it's a prayer, and it's only seven verses long. And if you're okay, I'd, I'd like to share it with you today. So I really think it's beautiful. In the name of Allah, most generous, most merciful, praise be to Allah, the cherisher and sustainer of the worlds. Most gracious, most merciful, master of the day of judgment. Thee do we worship and thine aid we seek. Show us the straight way. The way of those on who thou has bestowed thy grace. Those whose spirit is not wrath and who go not astray. That's it. That's the essence of the Quran. By many accounts, as I understand it. Those whose spirit is not wrath. Well, folks, I'm going to tell you that line. Those whose spirit is not wrath. That verse has completely healed me. Last night, while I was reciting this prayer, I've been waking up and reciting this prayer and reciting the prayer again at night as I will read other surahs and start my journey through this sacred text. Um, last night, while I was reciting this prayer before bed, I, I had a, a moment I can only describe as the hand of God touching me. And I do know that moment because I've had the hand of God touch me several times before. The hand of God saved my life um, way back in 1999 when I was contemplating suicide and I got on my knees and I, and I said to God, I want to come home. A voice came in and said, you can come home whenever you want. Just know that the way that you feel there is the way that you feel here. And I said, I want to come home anyway. And the voice said, if you stay, I promise to show you the most beautiful things you will ever see in any lifetime. And tears, of course, tears erupt out of my eyes because I know what I'm being asked is 
almost impossible with where my mental state is and where my heart is in that moment, but I have to say yes. And I did, thankfully. God saved my life that night. You see, while reciting this prayer before bed, I felt the enlightenment. I felt the knowing of why I'm here, and most importantly, how to no longer fail our creator. When one has faith, there is no need for wrath. See, this has been the missing piece for me. I've felt that as a warrior, I have to handle every situation where pain is involved with a response of wrath. I love the story of Braveheart and William Wallace. I love the story of uh, Gladiator and these movies. And I always gravitate to these heroes on this programming screen, teaching me that the way is wrath. That's how you get evil out, wrath. Well, how did it end for all of these heroes? They all die. This is the path I've been on. The path of wrath as my expression, my attempt to vanquish evil that God has been trying to guide me away from and saying, no, that is no longer your path, my child. Reading this line last night, those whose spirit is not wrath. I, I don't know how to express this to you. I don't. I, I fell to my knees in the presence of God. It just burst into tears. I can't keep it in now. They're not tears of sadness. They're tears of joy. They're tears of wonder. And that's what I am having now. And that's what I had last night of knowing this is the way. This way I've been searching for, the straight way. The Tao. All these different names, but it's the same thing the connection with God that we go not astray and that we live in our hearts without wrath. Last night, my breath, it could not be controlled, but I did not hyperventilate. I should have for how long this went on, but I didn't. I asked God, I said, God, give the word, say the word, and I shall be healed. And God said the word, and I am healed. Why? Because something that is very important right now for us all. Because God never gave up on me. So to that, I'll say, in testimony, we cannot give up on God. This is faith. That we cannot give up on each other. 
This is God's wish. And I hope that you can imagine how this feels. That this feeling I have right now in my heart, that it is possible for all of us to experience this. That my prayer is that God may bless you with this experience. That you know it is possible. It is there. It is around you at all times, like this energy field, like like the internet. This is really the internet of all things. The connection to our creator. From this day to my last and until I no longer exist, I am and I will be a devoted friend of God. My promise to you is to give all that I am to end this evil, this evil that has infected us and infected us down to the very place where God lives, our DNA. I promise that I will give all that I am to help heal this hurt between us and do so without wrath. This is the straight way. We cannot continue to move forward with fear. Afraid of what 2023 might bring. Will it bring something worse than 2022? Will it will they bring out a new bioweapon? Will they try to lock us down again? Will the whole economic world collapse and will our elections continue to be a farce and puppets put in place puppets that these luciferian eugenicist nazis want in place when someone shows you who they are believe them the first time I believe my enemy is an enemy of God. I believe my enemy is brilliant and I wish that they would be blessed by God to have an epiphany and see that their brilliance can be used for the celebration of God's true intent. That is my hope. And I do pray for them. I do pray that they are touched in a good way by the love of God. And that they have and take the opportunity to repent. And they take the opportunity to admit where they have done wrong and attempt to make it right. That on the final day of judgment, they will not resign themselves to the fires of hell. 
as they are currently doing. I do pray for them. I do and will maintain compassion for my enemy and respect for my enemy, but never so much so that I will lose my faith in God. I want to wish you all listening courage. I want to wish you all listening strength. And I want to listen to each of you and what you are feeling. So please feel free to contact me and tell me if what I have shared with you has helped you in any way. I would love to know. I mean that. I would love to know. I bring this message to you because in my heart, it feels like a message of hope. It feels like what God wants you to hear. And I am honored to be a conduit of that message. I'm honored to be a friend of God. I'm honored to be in the position I am in now. And I want to spend every day of my life renewing and re-earning your trust that when I say something, it's something that comes from divine inspiration and a place of tremendous integrity and that you can trust it, that we can use that trust to begin healing the hurt because we have to trust each other. What we have, what God has given us, the greatest gift is each other. The very life that we experience, the gift of all of this, all this magic and wonder around us is us. And I hope you'll join me in making sure wrath is no longer a part of your heart. I know in my heart, this is the way. May God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm embrace. I'm Dr. Henry Ely for Energetic Health Radio and the Energetic Health Institute. And I wish you and everyone you love a very happy, a very healthy, a very joyous New Year.